Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pounds. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. The Fearless Curious Soul. Goldilocks Productions presents The Deep Reading. <laughs> Connecting you to your soul show. This is Suzanne Wyman, the Deep Psychic. Welcome and thank you for joining me today. Please think about the commentary that you relate to. I want you to feel included and know that if this conversation resonates to who and what you are today, then you are part of something greater than yourself. The universe is connecting you, answering your questions. <clears throat> so oh, today I've got a great conversation with an intuitive that's going to be in joining us, and I'm going to allow her to introduce herself. But I thought that I would sort of have a little conversation about um, dreams and the categories of dreams, epic dreams, signal dreams, prophetic dreams, healing dreams, lucid dreams, reoccurring dreams, and dreams from the other side. And I would have to say that that's not original material Um, My um, observation of the dream state is just a little bit different, but in some ways it falls along those same categories. So today we're going to be talking with a great intuitive. I hope you really enjoy this conversation. The phone number for the show is 206-806-9965, and you are talking with Suzanne Wyman. Okay, and it's a weekly show every Thursday. Um... 3 o'clock on Eastern Time, but that's 12 noon on Pacific Time. And um, let's see what we have going on here today. If we can bring Michelle on and make her live as part of the program. Okay. So. Hi. Hi, Michelle. Can you hear me? Yes. I am great. How are you doing? Really good. Thank you so much. Introduce yourself, please. I will. Thank you so much for having me, first of all. I always honor people who are willing to get out there and do the work and try to help people. So thanks for your service, as you would say. It's very cool. You are so welcome. Thank you for taking the time to make the acknowledgement. Oh, my gosh. My pleasure. So, hi. Um, Yeah, I'll give a, let's see, the quick headlines, as I call it, of how I, how I function and what I do. Uh, my name is Michelle Cohen, and I mean, ironically, most people would know me more in the creative entertainment world. That's where I grew up. Um, but even since I was a child, I just had all of these uncanny awarenesses that, you know, I couldn't drive away. I couldn't say, you know, why I was having them or why I was noticing things that other people weren't noticing, but it happened constantly. 
but I didn't really deal with it until I was in my 20s. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you know, I was big in my career as an actress, as a performer, as a writer, director, producer, and was kind of miserable and shouldn't have been because I was, you know, have to talk about dreams. I had my dreams coming true. But I was not dealing with this whole other side of me, which was deeply psychic, deeply intuitive, and I had absolutely no clue what to do about it. So what happened was a very dear friend of mine who actually did grow up in that world, a very mystical, very magical world, just took one look at me and said, oh, okay, here we go. And she, uh, the first thing she gave me was the tool of automatic writing, which okay. is basically you take uh, a pen uh, or pencil, I, put it into your – oh, Michelle. sorry? Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, automatic this writing. This world knows it. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, Harold Sherman was the first person to become the great writer in that area about automatic writings. And then later on um, – there was kind of a – originally when you bought the Ouija board, it was a planchette with the pencil mm-hmm. inside where the pen is, and it was a blank tablet of paper. And it's so funny because we just had this conversation about automatic writings. Um, I find that people that are highly creative get a huge benefit out of it. But, yes, yeah. automatic, automatic writings are um, – so – but tell us how you had your first automatic writing experience. Well, what was so interesting was my friend handed me the pen and the paper, and she said, okay, she explained it because I didn't know what it was. And mm-hmm. while she was with me in the room, nothing happened. Okay. The second she left, boom, my hand starts writing completely legibly and literally said, we're going to answer the scariest question you have, which is what is death? Okay. And that's how they started. <laughs> it's like, Okay. That would definitely be my scariest question. And it was such a beautiful development of a relationship where it was so loving. It was just, it basically, what it turned into for me, I don't necessarily need to write anymore. I can just hear the information of what I would call these generous entities and souls who collectively gather and are able to speak with me and give me advice for me personally. And then what I do now when I work with other people is they hook in with whoever I'm working with when I do what I call a tune-in. And together they all start managing what's the best way to give information and messages to the person we're working on. So it's like you have this amazing group of cheerleaders ready to help with whatever questions you have. And they can go anywhere from, I mean, if you're in crisis, we can work through, you know, I always say putting Humpty Dumpty back together again. Or if you're at a crossroads and are just not sure, like, which way to go, they'll help with giving, you know, step by step what's the next thing to try. If you're dealing with obstacles, you know, we'll look at, okay, what's, what's the blind spot? What's the block? Um, And then for other people who are, you know, more like, okay, life's pretty good, but I'm curious, I also do a lot of work with people to help them access their own inner guidance so that they can do basically what we do is, you know, get better sense of how to move forward or what I call their spidey powers are, you know, and it's different for different people, and I help them access and hone uh, those aspects of themselves. So that's super fun, too. Cool. So um, so you were introduced to me through sort of a friend of a friend sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I took and I tried to make an arrangement to see if she could, you know, join us, but it was just too last minute, and she um, can't promise that she'll join us. So... Um, I brought in another person who is interested in doing the same sort of work that you're doing. Uh, oh, cool. A tour guide, and it was <clears throat> I had a conversation with her last week, and she, um, you know, she too started out with the automatic writing process. Um, so here's how automatic writing was explained to me. I think doing it for yourself and doing it for um, private reason, reasons is excellent. And I've met a lot of people that get a lot from it. But here's how Harold Sherman explained it. And he said, um, automatic writing, uh, you know, is okay periodically. 
but not as a steady diet. And he said the reason why is like if you left your front door open and your back door open and everybody who went down your block had to go through your front door and exit out your back door, eventually somebody bad might come through. They may not, Mm. but there's a possibility. And so automatic writing, I think, from my experience, um, occurs organically. And I've had automatic writing experiences where I wrote in a foreign language and, and, you know, I've had a variety of sort of experiences, but it was really, really early in my um, work. But And then, and I mean, not to say that it doesn't occur, because there are times when I'm sitting down and I'm doing a reading for somebody, and I work in a party situation, and I'm just giving them a really short reading. There are times when that automatic writing comes in. But instead Mm -hmm. of me allowing it to enter, I listen to it, and I write it down. So it's the same process. There's just more discipline and more awareness. So... I think it's a fabulous tool. I also think it's one of the easiest things to teach people how to do for themselves. But that's my own personal opinion. Yeah, I actually agree with you. I think it's a wonderful entryway. Um, you know, it's, it was obviously my entryway, and I barely use it. I mean, I can't think of a time when I use it anymore because what it does is it gets you assimilated. And I think also for people who know, like, their handwriting is illegible and then suddenly it is legible, like, that's right. just a helpful proof for them to go, oh, okay, something's going on here, so right. that they can feel more comfortable with their abilities. Um, but I agree that the sooner um, you can find a way to make sure you're accessing what's truly yours and yours alone for the highest good is always best. Um, And something like a Ouija board especially, you know, there's just a lot of potential chaos. You know, if you're not doing your protection or being in awareness, um, I totally hear you that that it it can get a little icky for some people, especially if they're young or impressionable or just don't have enough tools to understand how to uh, handle things as you know it becomes it could become unwieldy there's a lot possible right it's also kind of compulsive and addictive so but anyway <laughs> I, sure. I know I put you, I know I put you on the spot here but would you would you mind jo- having Tara join us and I will simply be the one that holds the white light the purity of intention you know the grace of God in this conversation and then you and Tara have a conversation. Do you mind doing that with me today? I would love that. That would sound delightful, actually. Oh, good. Let's see if we can have Tara join us. Great. Hello. Uh, hi, Tara. Hi. Oh, my gosh, Tara. Hi, how are you? Good. Thank you so much for joining us. Totally and completely last minute. But I really <laughs> thought that you would enjoy getting a reading from... Michelle Cohen, and so Michelle Cohen, this is Tara Freeze. Tara Freeze, this is Michelle Cohen, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to hold the white light, but I'm going to put myself on mute. Okay? Go, go, go. Great. Hi, Tara. Hi, nice meeting you. Oh, it's lovely to meet you. Welcome, and thanks for being brave and awesome for coming on. Oh, this will be fun. I, I'm thoroughly looking forward to this. Oh, me too. I love, I mean, I'm humbled and enthused, and I've done thousands of these, and every single one still amazes me. So I say let's just jump on in and have some fun. How's that feel? Okay. Okay, sounds great. <laughs> cool. So just to give you a little um, awareness, basically what's starting to happen is my crew and your crew in whatever form it is in, are starting to just mush together and have a fun little, like, gossip party. And uh, (laughs) they're like, oh, my God, did you know she does this? Like, that's so cool. Um, And what will happen is uh, we'll just start talking. And as you talk, I'll start receiving information. I get a combination of sentences and words. I get images. And I see it as a dialogue. I don't see it as, you know, me just pontificating at you. So if you have questions or something doesn't make sense, just, you know, say so. And because okay. it's really, it's all about us serving you. So the okay. best way we can do that, that's, that's what we're here for. And also okay. I will say since we are, you know, in front of, you know, the world, if we go somewhere you don't want to go, immediately stop me. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. 
So hi, what, any questions or thoughts or tell me where you're at and I'll see what we get for you. Well, let's see. So I guess one of the things that I'm wondering is about is um, Stan and I, my husband and I, have um, money invested in a stock which with a company that will be um, up and coming for a cancer cure and so mm. for lung cancer. So I'm, I'm always curious about that and how that's coming along and where that sees us in the future. Um, we have two boys, or three boys total, but two which are professional musicians that we're always a little concerned about because uh, you know their their tours have been canceled right now and there they they are and um, my other son uh, he his work he travels a lot with his work about seventy five percent of the time so of course that's a little concerning with the uh, with the virus thing going along uh, for all of them all three boys being in airplanes. We're talking about our stop for a second. Okay. Cool. Let, let's let's attend to those, and then we'll do the next one. How's that? That way we okay. can. Uh, okay. Awesome. So your first question around the investment, I get that it's definitely a smart one to do. It's just slow and steady. It's not something okay. that's going to be like immediate, um, especially because a lot of people's attention has shifted, obviously, in the past few months. So right. things that may have been on a very specific track have either been halted for a little bit or are getting a, a slower growth because people are frankly dealing with their own stuff. So they're not as concentrated right. on the work, shall we say. So okay. it feels like it was a smart, and it is a smart investment and will pan out. It's just going to take a little longer now because people are, uh, you know, a little distracted is the best way they're putting it, if that makes sense. Okay. Thank you. That's great. Sure, sure. One of the things that that, um, that I should probably also mention is the fact that uh, I do talk to my suicide. I have, I have. Uh, Whoops, you went a little far away. Can you get closer to your microphone? Oh, okay. There I said go. I do have spirit guides. I, I, oh, I, mean, cool. I know my spirit guides, and I, I speak to them, you know, fairly regularly. <laughs> I have quite a few, and my. Um, um, my main spirit guide, Roger, he has been with me the longest. I've known him. I mean, I've known him the longest. But, uh -huh. um, anyway, I didn't know if I needed to uh, tell you about that. What I needed to tell you, I'm I'm fairly psychic on things. My my husband is constantly telling me, "Oh my gosh, you can do that. You can imagine things. You can see this coming." And you know, sometimes I can, sometimes I can't. <laughs> but sure. You know, it's just, it's an interesting gift. I, I obviously don't have it developed like you do. Well, that just becomes a choice point. I mean, I firmly believe that everybody has versions of this, whether they choose to do, you know, like someone may have a beautiful voice, but if they never train it, you know, they're not necessarily right, going to be right. on, up on a stage. So right. I get that you're actually, I mean, Roger's kind of smiling and winking at me. He's cool. Um, I, I can see the specific of him now. But basically what he's saying is he sort of shrugged. He's like, she's kind of at an I'm not sure stage about it is what he's saying. Like, I could follow through with this and do more, and it's definitely exciting and interesting, but I don't necessarily get that you want to put a shingle out so quickly of like, hi, I'm psychic and pay me $5 million to tell you your future. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I don't get that that's happening this week. Um, but I do get you actually do have the facility for it. So if it is interesting to you, it is something you can develop. And just, you know, like in any muscle, it's something that you exercise and you start getting, like I can tell if I'm like, oh, I'm not quite centered, so I'm not in my best, uh, clearest information for somebody. Whereas, you know, younger ages, I may not have been able to tell that. So yeah. being able to discern, you know, your policy, your way of working, and what you're best at, like how you can help people. Um, yeah, but how, I, did you, how did you figure that out? How did you, how did you develop it? Great question. It? How did you... 
I mean, it's it's definitely been decades of it. So I will I will definitely say it's been matured and worked on. I started, part of it was just trial and error. You know, stuff used to take me yeah. forever. And if I was like, this is, I, no one's going to want a five-hour session. That's not helpful. <laughs> yeah. You know, whereas <laughs> now I can get it in five minutes. And so part of it right. was just practice. And also a big thing is trusting. Trusting that like, oh, this part works really well. This part works all the time. Versus when I try mm -hmm. to do this, that's not my thing. Like, I'm not a tarot card reader. That's, it's actually, I don't need the cards. It's too much information, and it gets messy to me. So I tried it for about uh -huh. three minutes and said, okay, that doesn't work. Whereas I, if I just sit and listen to you, I just start getting information, and I trust that I can say it out loud, and even if it sounds weird to me, the other person goes, oh, yeah, that makes total sense. Like, I've worked with quantum uh -huh. physicists, and start spouting right. like theory at them. I don't know what's coming out of my mouth, but they do. So oh, yeah. I've just, yeah, you know, and I have to just really trust that while I may think I'm being completely crazy, the other person is receiving exactly what they need. So I think also the more you feel into like how can I serve with this gift, you know, who needs me? Mm -hmm. How can I help? Mm -hmm. then you'll get a better right. sense of like, oh, I'm really good at this. Like, I really, you know, when I'm with somebody, I can tell where their body hurts. You know, oh, I must be a medical intuitive. You know, and that's how you start to develop what aspect of um, training you would want to do for yourself. And also I would say make sure you do it fun. Like there's certain things that I can do that I just don't find particularly fun, so I don't do it. Because uh -huh. uh -huh. it's just one oh, fun life to live. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know I'm also a clear audio, but did you uh -huh. ever have, um, starting, did you ever have a trouble discerning what your guides were as far as telling you and versus what was just that voice in your head that's going, ah, nah, don't go there. You know, I mean. Absolutely. Yeah, great yeah. question. And I think people sort through that in different ways. Uh, one way is literally saying, mm -hmm. who's talking? <laughs> you know, it can be that simple. Yeah, um, you know, who is this? Wait a minute. <laughs> that doesn't sound like me. Yeah. Or, oh, that totally sounds like me. Uh, the other thing is always make sure that when you're receiving information, you're not in your head, that you're actually in your body. Okay. That you, oh, that yes. when you, Right, because what happens with our monkey mind, as we call it, is it just wants to solve a problem really quick. And that's not always the best uh, solution. And our mind also doesn't usually come up with something new. So a lot of times we're hearing a voice and we think it's, you know, the voice of, you know, the universe, but it's actually our mind freaking out. So right. what happens oh, is if you, right, if you ask a question that, like, you feel like you're asking it from your heart or you feel like you're asking it from your gut, and we have an extra brain in our gut. I mean, scientifically, they said this. So if you mm -hmm. feel like you're both asking the question, and it could be who's talking or your actual question of what you want a response to, and it feels like it's coming from your neck down as a response, you can pretty safely know that that's going to be a much more um, potent answer to whatever your question is. Oh, I love that. That's wonderful. Thank you for explaining oh, cool. it that way. Of course. It's my pleasure. So, and, but the other thing is I think we all constantly need to check in once in a while when we do you know, hear something in our head and be like, okay, where is this coming from? The other thing, I, I work a lot with kids who are afraid of the dark or afraid of what's under their bed. I actually have a book called Actually There Is Something Under the Bed. <laughs> and it's a protocol for, you know, people who are scared and they don't know how to discern what's in their imagination or if there's something really there. And the thing I've well, learned is that to make sure whatever it is is in your best interest, send it love and ask if it loves you. Because oh, anything cool. that is not of the highest good for you will immediately be like, oh, game is up, jig is up, they found me out, and they're gone, because you're no yeah. more fun anymore. Yeah. Fun to leave, yeah. Oh, wonderful. Oh, I love that too. Oh, cool. 
Hey, ladies. I'm, I'm right back here joining into the conversation. Hi. Yeah. Hey, Tara. So uh-huh. um, I, don't, I don't know if Michelle would be okay with it, but the best way to learn to do a little sample reading is ask Michelle if you can access your guides to her guides and give her a really quick, short, direct reading <laughs> using all the tools you've just been taught. Because, Tara, it's true. You can do this. It's okay. Your doubt and you not trusting your own process is what's preventing you from connecting to the deepest level. How fun. And I actually do, I do this with people. Uh-huh. So this is yeah, perfect. I'm happy to. <laughs> oh, thank you. Okay. Oh, it's, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, here's the thing. We, we do this together. We're not throwing you into the deep end. You know, we can I access and, yeah. and, and do the guidance. So feel free to be awesome and be awful, and all of it's perfect. Okay. Okay. So, um, so then I will just go ahead and tell my guides to, to speak to yours and, and give me some feedback, basically. Yeah. Okay. Terrific. Okay. Um, are you are you having a rough time right now? Um, I don't know. Parts of my life came in, and I'm like, well, why? That's great. What is that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, given the circumstances of the I world, yes, there are certain things right. that are rough, and others that are moving fine. But sure, oh, I mean, there's okay. definitely more but, to the surface. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That was pretty ambiguous, but, I guess. But Michelle, you know, like no, that. that's great. Michelle, you're living in New York City. Yeah. So you're okay. also probably feeling yeah. the energy there. Right. So she is okay. right. So let's give her an affirmation. Okay. It is rough in New York City. Um, it's, not, it's not like any see. other place. So that's, that's very good, Tara. Very good. Hi. <sighs> Boy, this is this is a little harder for me. Um, it's good. All that I am is I'm get, just getting a picture of water, and I don't know what that means. I see a picture of <laughs> you water. You want to know how spot on you are? It is incredible. What? Okay, what? so this past week I, I'm I'm moving, and I'm not sure where I'm moving to, and all I keep seeing is water. All they keep what? showing me is oh, me really? walking along the beach in water, and that oh, is not a normal for me. So that was perfect. Huh. Oh, that's interesting because, like I said, that was all that was – I just saw in my mind I could see water, but I didn't know what uh-huh. exactly that had to do with anything. Yes. Um, okay, and the, cool. Perfect, Sarah. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Okay, anything let's else? see. No, I'm not pulling anything up. I'm going to my gut and nothing is coming. Okay. That's okay because you're also, I mean, this is new. So the fact that you were able to pull up two things already that were very accurate and very sensitive is pretty amazing. And again, we do tend to just get either a phrase or an image and the, the mastery is being able to interpret like, oh, okay, I'm seeing water. I wonder what that is. But you did the right thing. The first thing you say is say it out loud. So that together, we, I can either say, yeah, there's nothing about water, or me going, uh-huh, that's exactly it. And then from there, you can grow and see what else you get. Okay. So perfect. Okay, cool. Oh, great. Yeah, really cool, Tara. So, Michelle, my, my comment is, it's funny you said you can see yourself on the beach, and I actually hear and see the, sa- the seagulls coming down, so I ah. have no idea what that really means. But I don't think it's where you end up living. I think it relates to where you end up having to um, work and you're working with another individual. So your move is resolved. By the second day of June, your move is completely resolved and it works out really in a way that's more fluid than you're expecting. So it's not as big a deal as it appears at the moment. Come the second of June, it's all in place and you feel good. I will tell you that it's not a place that you stay for very long. It's probably no more than a year, a year and six weeks. It's right in that range. Okay? Perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. You are so welcome. Tara, thank you for dropping in at the last second and helping me out. You were fabulous. And Thank you. Um, thank you so much. Oh, both of you. Oh, you're wonderful. Okay. And thanks for my reading, too. How wonderful. <laughs> okay. It is. Anyway. All right. 
Thank you. Um, so, Michelle, um, yes. interesting, interesting conversation about how you work, and it was great for me to see an example of it. Um, and there's this interesting image that comes across, um, and so I'd just kind of like to share it with you. And it's a theater production. It's not what you would normally do. It's a theater production. It's um, you working on the production and you being of assistance to the process. It's a great project, not because that's where you're supposed to be, but because it offers you an opportunity to refresh yourself, to reconnect, and to take and find new set of connections. So it's kind of interesting. A lot of your hard work at this point in time really comes in and it pays off and you're on more stable ground. So it is a very, very interesting chapter in your life. So, um, yeah, but definitely some of the circumstances that you're working with are more challenging than those of us in the rest of the world are aware of. New York City Mm -hmm. has become quite complex with some of its problems. So... I don't want to focus in too much on the pandemic. The newspaper and the news and the computer are filled with that. So, um, But you are making great movement, and you are sort of staying above the process, which is exactly right. So um, one of the things I got from you is, is that one of your guides has actually taken you to a higher plane, and mm-hmm. um, and you actually are not really, you know, it's like, it's like they've given you the information and you haven't fully comprehended it. And they've said that, you know, once you really go to work on your subconscious state and go to work on your dream state, it'll really make sense. You think you understand it at this point, but part of the story is missing in your understanding of how to actually apply it. So they say ah, you go okay. to work on your dream state and you use that information from your dream state, you'll actually get full access to it. So, uh, Michelle... If I if I if I would like to have you join us again, would you like to join us again and do another show with us sometime? I'd love to, and if you want, I could do a reading on you too. At that point, it could be super fun as well. Oh, thank you very, very much. <laughs> I am at, I am at the moment. I am so completely um, uh, working and working and working. I don't even think I'm breathing normally. I think I'm just working. Uh-huh. Um, but no, no, no. It's good. But thank you for doing this with me, and we'll have you on again. And thank you for the introduction that you gave Tara. Okay? Oh, my God, my pleasure. And I wish you, everybody listening, and you all just happy, healthy, safe, wonderfulness. Thank you so much. And you too. You know, um, Godspeed. Godspeed here. Thank you. Thank you. So, what do we have going on today? We've got some. uh, insight for astrology today, and I am going to bring on the person who does a conversation about astrology, and let's see if Katharina is here. Katharina. Hi, how are you? How are you today, sweetheart? I'm good. Oh, good. Really good. So when does Mercury retrograde begin? Mercury retrograde in Cancer starts on June 18th and goes oh. until July 12th. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> thank goodness. We've got a few more days to get some things done. So you and I did a class, and in the class it's like how to thrive during Mercury retrograde. So Mercury retrograde, I think, is one of those things that's kind of misunderstood. It's one of those mainstream pieces of astrology, but it's also, well, it's really misunderstood. So, um, kind of like, do you mind going over a little list and explaining how to get the benefit out of Mercury retrograde and not see it as something negative? Yeah, so I always look at it um, as a a spring cleaning, even though it doesn't always occur in spring, right? We get it uh, three times a year, I believe. So it kind of gives us like an opportunity to reset um, and just kind of clear out, slow down, remove what's not working for us, and then kind of get a fresh perspective to um, have a fresh new start on on projects. So, and kind of clear up some of those things, like what we call in my office, oldie moldy tasks, right? Things that you kind of put off, you don't want to do it, 
So it's kind of that opportunity to get those things in order. It's a great time to, so if you work in an office setting like I do, we plan, um, you know, cleaning out our files, putting things um, aside that need to be shredded, uh, going back and kind of just double-checking on our cases, on our files, paperwork. Um, So just kind of that time to make sure everything is in order. So it's not a great time to start new things. Mm -hmm. Um, If you have to start something new in that time period, uh, we always just say to kind of double, triple check things, be a little slower, um, you know, triple check your details, especially if you're traveling, um, you know, arrive someplace early, give yourself that time to just avoid that anxiety. So if something does come up that's unexpected, you can handle it, right? You have that little cushion. Okay, so I thought the interesting thing that I found when we did that um, class on how to thrive during Mercury retrograde was that the explanation was is that you don't start something new, but you do all of your planning before retrograde occurs and while you're carrying out plans that are like already established, you're not beginning anything new in retrograde. So when we know that retrograde begins on, did you say the 18th of June? Yep. We know that's coming, and so we sit down and we make a plan of what we'd like to get done in that period of time, and so it's not something new. It's something that we formulated beforehand, and we're just applying it. Now, we know it's retrograde, so we know that it's probably not going to make much movement, and some part of it we're going to come back to later, so we're not worried about it. We're just like, okay, this is what I'm going to be doing, this is what I'm going to be working on, and this is how I'm going to approach it. And... It's a great time to throw out that useless stuff that doesn't work, um, clean the place up, um, and then the good timing guide tells us always during retrograde there's a time where there's a window of an opportunity to sign for something. So go into the process about contracts and signing and legal obligations and all of those things during retrograde. Do a little explanation of that, please. Uh, so, we Mercury is the planet of communication, and um, you know contracts and things like that are about a meeting of the minds, a communication on paper, right? That's mm-hmm. what we say in the legal world. So, um, it like you said, you know, if you kind of start out those things beforehand, if you start planning now, you've got a couple weeks to get some things started. Um, you you can finish those things up while in retrograde if that's needed. But again, we just say to just go back and double, triple check the details. Sometimes it um, isn't always completed, right, in that time frame that you expect. Sometimes it takes like a little, a few extra steps to get it done. And if you, if you have just the mindset of that's what it's going to take, um, it kind of eases the process, I think, you know, we kind of have a mindset in our office of, oh, it's retrograde, things are going to be a little slow, or, oh, that's just, you know, the retrograde happening, and it'll be better, or let's come back to it. So, um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's all about your mindset. If you're kind of expecting to be thrown off a little bit, then you, you know, that it's not going to go exactly as you want. But, you know, maybe the, you know, I mean, the universe operates, for the good of us all, right? So sometimes it's directing us to something better. It's not supposed to be exactly like we planned out. Right. So Mercury's name in is Mercury is the name in the Roman gods. What is Mercury's name in the Greek gods' names? Hermes. Hermes. Okay, and so I want a Hermes purse really bad. want one i really want one okay um but most people wouldn't understand what it meant that why would they name it hermes you know and i'm sure it's pronounced differently and then there's a newspaper and it's called the mercury news and most people wouldn't understand why it was named mercury they're thinking it's the um, scientific compound so um it is an interesting sort of a concept that we look at it and it really doesn't go into retrograde but it doesn't 
um, spin at the same rate, and so it appears as if it's going backward, and that's where the term retrograde, a planetary aspect being in retrograde, came about. Right. So um, you're referring to uh, that it doesn't. The planet doesn't actually move backward in its orbit or move backward in space. It's an optical illusion that we perceive here on Earth that it looks like it's moving backwards. If you were to, you know, most of the time we can't see Mercury with the naked eye like we can see Venus and Mars. We'd be looking through a telescope and it appears to have that backwards motion. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, and then you gave it a category. So it's Mercury retrograde in Cancer, is that what you said? In Cancer, yeah. So. Oh. Um, it's so soothing, kind of self-love, self-talk are going to be kind of a theme. So, um, you know, words, so our communication, our words are going to be a little more powerful, carry more meaning. Um, you know, cancers are uh, emotional, right? We That's okay. kind of one of their attributes. They're a little more... In my experience, intuitive, they're those water signs. Um, they, you know, can be perceived as being a little more moody sometimes. But, um, yeah, so it's going to, we want to kind of be aware of our emotions, not only with others, but with ourselves. So what's our, how are we feeling about ourselves? And so using the, that communication to, um heal and soothe, but also being aware that we might be a little more sensitive to being offended or having confrontations that, um, you know, maybe are just kind of taken out of context because of the miscommunication. Okay. So cancer, talk about the aspect of of the sign cancer, because cancer is, you know, so we're going to share a story that's between you and I, and we're going to share it with the public. And... um, (laughs) I was pregnant with you, and um, I did not want to raise a cancer female. I thought, oh, my gosh, cancer females are just too much work. I mean, um, a cancer individual, person born under the sign of cancer, has to spend at least 30 minutes every single day of their life laying in their own bed and just quietly collecting their thoughts because they're so easily influenced by other people that some cancers actually give up their desire to think. It's like, why think for myself? My wife will think for me. And so I did not want to raise a cancer female. And so I said to you, I said, look, I need you to wait until it turns to Leo. I just, I need you to stay parked in there and I need you to wait. And um, you talk to any woman, she gets to the end of the pregnancy and she's like, any time, any place, just let this baby come out. I'm all done. But not me. I was going to hold on to you, and I was going to keep you in there. And so where is cancer in your chart? Because I went to all this trouble to make sure that you didn't have cancer in your chart. And where is cancer in your chart? <laughs> you know, that's so funny. Let me pull up. I think I have my cancer. In, I know I have cancer in Mercury, I want to yes, say. You, yes, you do. That's yeah. exactly where it is. So, yeah. um, so your communication naturally is is in your Mercury is in Cancer naturally. So when Mercury goes into retrograde in Cancer for you, if you were not in tune with your home and your home life today, it would be very difficult. So doing this move that you've just done to be where you are at this point in time has different significance for you. It's entirely different for you. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. But yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's important. I mean, cancer rules the home. So, um, so yeah, so I just moved. I, I did yeah. my final piece of my move last weekend. So, yeah, this retrograde will feel different, I'm sure, about home. And and then I'm also, I moved in with a cancer, so. That's right. Um, yeah. You're going to have, you're going to have a whole new awareness of what it means to, you know, in your birth chart, have cancer in Mercury, and then have it go retrograde at this very moment. It's going to be a very powerful 
um, positive thing. So your list of things that you would do to prepare yourself for this retrograde would probably be different than what other people would do. But I would also advise that people not to not move their home or their business during a retrograde in cancer. It would be too difficult. Uh, the cancer is the crab. The crab has this shell, and um, everybody knows that underneath the shell is this very, very um, delicate sort of meat. So that's what a cancer is like. It looks like they have a good shell on them, but really they are really, really, really sensitive human beings, and they need a lot of time alone. It's not a luxury. It's an absolute necessity. And so cancers are a lot of work just because they require so much um, privacy, time alone, opportunity to think their, their thoughts. So we go Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, and that is the first time that water comes into the zodiac, the astrological cycle. And so um, it is no coincidence at the time of the year that it happens because where do people want to go in the summer? The people want to go to the water. Yeah, that's true. I would say that, um, you know, my experience in being around a cancer so much is just how intuitive they are and how just empathic they are. And so um, I don't know if I look at it as a lot of work, but I think having that awareness about their emotional sensitivity allows me to just kind of um, give them that time to be alone and process all of the empathic stuff that they pick up throughout the day because they are just, they just absorb it all. And then, Mm -hmm. um, you know, depending on what they do to process it can really affect their personality and just kind of their own emotional process for themselves. But you are a, you are a, you are a mercury in cancer. So you of course would be able to communicate with an individual who is a cancer. That would be like an effortless element within the relationship. That communication would be easy, effortless, deep, and it would be very emotional. But you're very aware of the emotional debris that he picks up during the day that he brings home with him without knowing it. And that's the thing yeah. I find about cancers is that um, as their sign is that they're, they pick up a lot of debris and they're not aware of it. And they emotionally take on other people's emotions and are willing to do that work for them and then lose themselves. So it's a very um, important process for them to actually understand that what are their emotions and what are somebody else's emotion. And we're going into a retrograde in that aspect. And so a lot of people are not going to really know what is their emotional process and what is somebody else's emotional process. But because we've explained it here in this story, now it really makes sense. Now the significance of what this retrograde is going to be about is really interesting. We had a retrograde earlier, and in earlier this year, and as soon as the first day of the retrograde happened, um, I said, "Oh my gosh, more people will die in this retrograde than any other retrograde." And um, I don't remember the exact dates of the last retrograde. Do you remember it? Well, we're in uh, we're in by four retrogrades right now. Um, Mercury retrograde will be our fifth, and then we'll have a sixth that will also overlap. Um, I think you're thinking of the Saturn-Pluto conjunction that happened in January, yeah. Okay. Okay. So so just to, to review, we have Venus retrograde from May 13th to the June 25th. Uh, we have Saturn retrograde from May 10th to September 28th. Okay. We have Jupiter retrograde from May 10th to September 13th. And then we have Pluto retrograde from April 25th to October 4th. Mm-hmm. So those are what's in retrograde currently. And then Mercury will go retrograde again uh, June 18th to July 12th. And then we have a Neptune retrograde uh, which starts on June 22nd and ends November 28th. So there's actually a lot happening astrologically in June, including those retrogrades, which all kind of... So from the 22nd to the 25th, we will have six planets in retrograde. So, so tell me what is the great benefit of that retrograde? 
Is that the time that you get rid of old and useless stuff, old and useless thinking, old and useless lifestyle, old and useless archetypes within your personality? I mean, what should I be discarding? I mean, I'm actively discarding in my life at the moment. Um, so tell me what else I should discard because I want to I want to make sure and make this through really smoothly. So Venus in retrograde is about our relationships, right? right. So looking at your relationships with people, um, looking at maybe where. You know, I never say like a relationship is fifty fifty, right? It it alternates. Sometimes you sometimes you can only give twenty percent to a relationship and then that person's giving you eighty. So but just looking at the benefits of your relationships with others, um, are they serving you? Are they, you know, helping you to achieve what you want? Do you get a benefit? And then also your relationship with yourself. Okay. Um so then I mean, we've gone over Saturn being that um, part of our karmic lessons, our imprisonment, our our life lessons, so to speak, here on Earth. So kind of looking maybe at your life path, what are you doing to um, kind of achieve those bigger picture, higher life goals? And that's going to, those Saturn and Jupiter retrogrades are not just going to relate to us in our daily life. It's going to relate to... um, our political structure, our, um, you know, organizations, things on a bigger level we're going to see are, are changing. I mean, we're watching things change in the world now, and that's kind of a result of these conjunctions and these retrogrades, right? So, and then, um, go ahead. No, go ahead. I think I think it's interesting. I don't think there's any mistakes. I always think that, you know, there's a greater good, a higher consciousness, the universe supporting us and believing in us. And I think it's interesting there is no happen chance that that it has evolved this way because now the process is is that we have to very carefully, meticulously and um with clarity of thought clean up the mess. I mean, there's a huge mess and we really need to clean the mess up. So if these planets were not sitting in this retrograde process, maybe we would not be as meticulous, as thorough. We think we're thwarted and that it doesn't go as fast, but there's a reason why we have to go slower and we have to take our time in this, in this stage of the process. But obviously, by listening to how many planets are in retrograde, we know those particular days there's not going to be any movement. There's just not going to be any sort of movement. It's going to be like at standstill. So that tells us that there's another process at play here that has to be evaluated. Interesting. Yeah, and the thing that I found interesting was this Neptune retrograde happens um, in Pisces. It starts in June, June 22nd, but it ends in November. And um, so it's kind of interesting because you're talking about like cleaning up and doing things like here on an earthly plane, but Neptune's about spirituality, right? And so mm-hmm. I think after we kind of have all these processes of like cleaning up stuff um, that are tactile or interactive for us here on the day-to-day, then it's we're kind of being called to go to that spiritual plane and like, look at our inward journey and, and go deeper on that after we've kind of done these other things, right? So, and that ends the year and October, when we get to October, I'm sure I'll have a lot to talk about, but because it's kind of a, a rough month, but then it's like the last quarter for the year and then November and December, you know, look really good. So all this work and all this, um, you know, slowing down lead to something really good at the end of the year, I think. Yeah, there's always a gift at the end of the process. So um, you said there is like a retrograde in Neptune, and Neptune is one of the um, one of the brothers, and they rule water. So um, having a retrograde in Neptune is like kind of like having to stop and take stock of your emotions and actually look at the process, and water is our great cleanser. We really have to treat water with a great deal of love and respect and treat water differently. So perhaps 
part of the problem in this pandemic has been about the fact that we haven't understood how to use water. And that was one of the first things I said, you need to wash your hands. People don't wash their hands enough, and they don't pay attention. They don't have their hands washed. They touch their mouth, their nose, their eyes, and they bring that process in. The whole story has been about learning not to touch your face, wash your hands, you know, practice appropriate hygiene. And hygiene is connected to water. So in areas where there's an adequate supply to places to wash and stay clean, we have seen that the pandemic can be controlled. In areas where there is no access to water, clean water, to use without any complications, then there is a whole different um, level to the pandemic. It's interesting. Water is probably one of the most important tools in stopping this pandemic. That's an interesting, yeah, that's an interesting perspective. I hadn't thought about that, but that's, um, there's a lot happening in those water planets uh, when we get into, you know, the end of the year. So Mercury in Cancer, water sign, and yeah. Neptune retrograde in Pisces, water sign. Right, so. water sign, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, that is, that becomes part of the story. Well, I got to tell you, it's always great to listen to you talk about astrology because you and I are not astrologers. You and I are simply students. I'm a student of mythology, and I love history, and people don't realize how much of our history is um, taught to us. The human parables are taught to us through the stories of mythology, and then mythology um, is basically how astrology is put together. There's a lot of things that are not talked about in astrology, but um, you know, they're the more subtle pieces that are not talking, talked about in the more mainstream um, planetary part. So by putting this conversation in a very um, down-to-earth conversation between two people, we cover a lot of material, and then we cover it in a very practical way. Well, I hope so. I mean, I'm just sharing what I learn as, you know, I read it and kind of, discover new things and, you know, some things I know a little bit about, but it's nice to kind of expand my knowledge and then share it and discuss it with you. So I hope, um, you know, people are getting the benefit of it and just and just kind of preparing for what's coming ahead and knowing that it's for the better, it's for the greater good. So not to be afraid of it, but to embrace it. So talk about um, the Good Timing Guide, how would somebody, I mean, I think the Good Timing Guide is, I mean, I have my Good Timing Guide up in my office, and I'm sitting here looking at it, and I, I now, once I've gotten used to having it, I couldn't manage with it. So talk about how the Good Timing Guide is applied, and how that's astrology that's applied on a planetary level. So um, you're referring to the Good Timing Guide by Madeline Gerwick, and she's got all of her stuff on PolarisBusinessGuides.com. And, uh, you know, my office swears by this guide. We have it in our calendar, what days to do things and not do things. And it's it's for business, but it um, kind of operates in a color-coded fashion where it's kind of easy to read and so you can kind of see, um, you know, it's color-coded red, green, yellow, and orange. And so we're all kind of familiar with those colors, right? Red means stop, green means go, yellow means yield, right? We're familiar with that color-coding in our society. So it's kind of the same color-coding is implied um, on this calendar system, and um, it's I mean, I I look at it every day, and I don't really think too much about it, except which days are green days and which days are red days. So on green days, we try to get a lot of stuff done, and on red days, we try to kind of slow it down. So um, it doesn't doesn't illustrate all the aspects that are going on where it, like, types it out and explains it to you, but it's kind of just a visual aid where you can see, like, oh, there's there's a red stripe happening here, what what aspect is going on? And then you can kind of go look at some of the astrological aspects that are causing that, um, you know, color coding. And it's broken down into, you know, new start, contracts, legal negotiations, communication and travel, and then just an overall result for the day. Okay. So talk about, so it's kind of interesting. So, um, 
J.P. Morgan, um, Hudson River, New York. He said anybody can become a millionaire, but to become a billionaire, you need a really good astrologer. And so <laughs> she took and applied these ideas, and she puts it into a format that you can use. I mean, you don't even have to understand astrology to use her format, but it becomes a guiding tool. But during retrograde, there's like a blue line across the calendar, and the blue line stands for? The blue line actually starts what we call the Mercury retrograde wobble. So it's kind of that time to check for mistakes. And then when we get into double red lines on um, communication and legal negotiation, that's when we're in the full retrograde. Um, and so it's kind of hard, and people are just listening, but basically it's a calendar system and there's four stripes on every day and they have a different color associated with them and they indicate those four categories that I talked about. And so it's, um, yeah, like you said, you don't need to know anything about astrology. You can kind of just look at this calendar and plan your business transactions um, or your travel according to this. And, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of famous historical uh, figures that we know about that use astrology. Uh, King Henry VIII, um, Reagan, I mean, lots of great leaders had a lot of astrology influence. So it's kind of cool to look back if you dig deeper and those people that had great astrology will make great impacts in history. Yeah, it is. So, it is used, I just think, for whatever reason, people have sort of um, disconnected or they associate it with something that they read in the newspaper. People tell me they're going to read their horoscope, and I'm like, why bother? I mean, honestly, if you, read the, if you tell me that you know about astrology because you read your horoscope in the newspaper, I just think, oh, my gosh, please. Um, but then <laughs> well, use... It keeps it kind of fun, doesn't it? It still keeps no. it fun. It still no. keeps people's interest. <laughs> Nope, 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 just a bunch of just a bunch of trash. Okay, so what is the site that I always recommend, because I never say it correctly, and you do? Uh, Astrodianist. Yes. And it's just astro.com. Okay, and what do you personally like about it? Uh, it's got free horoscopes every Thursday, so anyone can access their site on Thursdays and get their personal horoscope, their natal chart. Um, my personal favorite is that you can click on your natal chart and it will explain those aspects to you. So it is the idiot's guide to astrology for you to just <laughs> click on your chart. It's interactive and it explains things in very layman's terms for anyone to understand. And then you can really understand, um, you know, your life path, your personality, your relationships with people. It just kind of gives validation to all of those things that kind of occur in your life. Fabulous. Well, you've done a great job today. I really appreciate it. It's been a really good conversation. Is there any last piece of information you would like to add to it? Uh, we've got just a lot of stuff coming up in June, so um, I'll be talking as we go through June about all the little events that are happening, and so just kind of prepare for a busy month, um, feeling that energy, and it's it's a good it's a good uh, you know time for everything to kind of restart. So we're going to feel it next month. Cool, really cool. All right, Catherine, will you join us next week? Of course. All right. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Okay, it's been Suzanne Wyman, and I am the Deep Psychic. You can call me at 714-400-7384. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us, and um, as always, you're welcome to call and join us at any time. I would love to hear from you. Have a great day. Bye. Become a Goldilocks Productions VIP patron. Receive exclusive access to live stream special and other epic packs. Join the Goldilocks Productions VIP community today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.